All right, welcome to another episode. And in this one, I wanna I wanna record a, a quick one to talk a little bit more about uh, digital ownership, trying to get people to understand this concept because at least me, when I didn't own any NFTs, it was like hard to understand this concept, right? Like why would people pay thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars for uh, an image in the internet? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense, right? Like it's very hard to understand that when you don't have an NFT. So when I started seeing, you know, the NFT space go up and people talking more about it and everything, I said like, man, like, I don't know, I'm not sure about how this thing works, but I'm just going to go and, and buy one NFT because I know that if I buy an NFT, then I will immediately get immersed into the world and I will force my ser- myself to learn. And that's kind of like how I've always approached everything, right? Like take massive imperfect action, right? So I took massive imperfect action when I uh, learned that, you know, with internet marketing, you could build an online business and make money from your computer, right? Which back then, not a lot of people were talking about. Uh, But I said, you know what, like, I'm just going to take massive imperfect action. I'm going to buy this course. I'm going to pay this person, this coaching, and I'm just going to figure it out along the way. And uh, I've also done that with many, many different areas of my life, because I know that there's never a perfect time, perfect moment to have... um, to know everything, right? So for NFTs, I did the same thing. I said, okay, I'm gonna buy this NFT. I think I bought it for, um, I think my first NFT was uh, uh, Dodge Pound, uh, the Dodge Pound NFT. I believe I bought it for like 0.8 ETH, which was like um, $2,800 or so, right? And when I bought it, something clicked in my brain, like literally instantly, like, what the hell i'm now the owner of this of this dog of this digital dog and i can literally go and i saw the sell button right on OpenSea. i was like oh my god i can sell this and i'm gonna get paid approximately two thousand eight hundred dollars like it's crazy i can sell this for like real money for a lot of money and uh, and then it started going up uh, 0.8 ETH, 0.9, 1 ETH, 1.2, 1.5, 2 ETH. And I was like, oh my God, like people want this dog so bad. I'm receiving offers for more than what I paid. Like people want this this thing that I have. Uh, just like if I had a, a nice pickup truck and it was for sale on a website and people were uh, sending uh, offers for to buy it for 10k, 15k, or 20k. I don't know. Uh, I felt like the same way. The difference is that I didn't list my my NFT. I was receiving offers without it being listed. So I was like, man, the demand here is is pretty huge, and I could literally click a button and get paid more than what I paid. Uh, I can I can sell it for three thousand dollars now for four thousand dollars. It's just it just kept going up. And that's when everything clicked for me. I was like, man, this is going to be absolutely massive, right? This is going to be massive because if you think about it, um, we spend most of our days in the digital world, right? We, we don't spend most of our days looking at the physical world, right? Like when you're in your job, you are looking at a computer. When you're on your way home, right, on the uh, traffic light, right, on when it's uh, in the red light, 
you're looking at your phone you're looking at instagram and then you get home and then you take out your ipad and then you maybe watch an episode of netflix and and maybe you were in the gym and you have these tvs on in the gym which by the way i hate that when they put like the news in the gym um but you have screens all over your life like all over right all over your day all over your life all the time and if you take a look at your screen time on your phone it's going to be hours and hours every single day and that's not even counting all the other screens that you're watching so if you have a screen time of five hours a day and uh and then you add up all the other all the other time that you spend watching other screens it's going to be like literally like 10 hours a day and uh, if we take a look at that, it's like, man, we live like half of our lives now in the digital world. But in the digital world, we, we don't really have a, a way to verify that we own digital things. Okay, like the only thing that comes kind of like close is when you buy a, a domain name, right? Like when you buy a domain name, like uh, SebastianGomez.com, for example, I own that domain but I don't have that domain in my, in my wallet, right? Like it's like, I don't have full control of it. It's in a, I don't know. I don't know how this works. Like in a server somewhere in a centralized company, like Namecheap or domain.com or uh, in some of these centralized companies. So I technically own it, but I don't really, I cannot go and sell it on different, um, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just not fully on my control. Actually, I, I can sell it on different marketplaces, but it's not fully on my control. Like it's not actually mine, right? Um, it's in someone else's possession and, and technically I own it, but that's kind of like what the thing, the example that comes to my mind that is similar. Uh, but when you see a photo in the internet, when you see a video, when you see a, a music, when you see a music file, when you see anything, you, you don't really, uh, there's not a way to know who owns what and you cannot go and sell it, right? Like you cannot go and sell this, this image, or this video, and then know that the owner that paid $3,000 is, is the owner of that video. And then that person can resell it for more. Like it, there was no system to do that. And, and then when I started connecting all those dots, like the feeling of being able to sell this dog, and getting the offers, the supply and the demand, right? Then understanding that we spend like half of our lives in the digital world and no system exists to verify ownership of digital things. And, uh, and all these things came to my mind and I was like, man, this is gonna be absolutely a monster, right? And also if you take a look at like, for example, I started looking at physical things around me. So for example, uh, uh, let's say that I have uh, a coffee mug, right? I have a coffee mug right next to me here, right? It's a white coffee mug. So it's, it's technically mine, right? This is my coffee mug. So, but what happens if someone comes to my apartment and takes the coffee mug and it's a white coffee mug. It doesn't have my name. It doesn't have anything. And they take it and then they go out the country, right? And they take the mug with them and then they show the mug uh, to their friend. And the friend says, oh, is that your coffee mug? And uh, the thief is going to say, yeah, it's my coffee mug. And then uh, the friend of that guy, of the thief, is going to be like, oh, cool. And that's it, right? 
but that friend has no way to verify if he is the true owner. Like he's a thief. It was actually mine, right? Because I paid for it. But there is no way for the thief's friend to verify that it's his, that he bought it with his money and that he didn't steal it. So really we believe that things in physical in the physical world are ours because we have them in our possession. Right? So I have this camera, this Sony camera here, I have a, a light, I have a computer and all these things are mine. But a guy in, I don't know, in Australia or a girl cannot verify that these things are actually mine publicly in the internet. So that's a very powerful concept, right? Like there's no, uh, it, it's really hard to verify ownership, even in the real life where we already have like systems and receipts and all that stuff. It's not that clear. Also like with a property, like when I first bought my first real estate properties, they gave me a paper and they're like, hey, yeah, this is your certificate of ownership. And, and yeah, it's like in a computer and stuff, but they told me don't lose this paper. Like whoever has this paper technically uh, is the owner of the property. I'm like, what the hell is this? Uh, you know, system of the stone age. So I believe that the blockchain allows us to, you know, solve, uh, solve this problem in real life, like properties, there will be NFTs, the certificates of ownerships will probably be NFTs, uh, but also in the internet, like now that I have multiple NFTs and some more valuable than others, I really, really understand this like perfectly, like, I now see why this is so important. Like I can have 10 images, right, in a wallet and that they can be generational wealth. And you just see the images there, like you don't even have them in your possession and they can be generational wealth because they can have a lot of significance. The images can have a, a story, right? Um, and, and, and people will want those images because of they are unique and because they know that they can sell them for more money. So it's just so, so powerful. Um, so even like when you buy, a, when you buy, a, like for example, I have a, an NFT, uh, it's called World of Women. I really like that NFT and I bought it like for, how much did I buy it for? Like 1.8 ETH, something like that, like 1.8. And I was like, man, this is, this is valuable. I want it because I really like the collection. I believe this is going to be an NFT that a lot of women will want in the future because it's the best collection uh, of, for women. It has a lot of attributes. It has 10,000 um, NFTs and it's just the best one so far, right? So I said, I think women will want this one because it's the best one. So I bought one and yesterday it went from, like it went from, uh, from three ETH to eight, eight ETH, right? That's like 24. $25,000, $26,000, right, for this image. And now in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I'm sitting on something that's super valuable and I'm getting offers like crazy for people to buy this. And even if, if it's not even listed and I, I can see famous women uh, going and making offers and, and spending thousands of dollars, even hundreds of thousands of dollars for these images of these women because because of what they represent and maybe because they look similar to them in real life and maybe because they want to they will want to use them as profile pictures so the more value these nfts get 
right? The more the more valuable they become, uh, the more people want them, and the more you feel they have value. It's strange. Like when it's not very expensive, you feel it's not very valuable. When it starts going up, right? You're like, oh my god, it's so valuable. <laughs> like I love it. It's so valuable. I don't want to sell it. Um, I love what this means. I, I I remember when I bought it, and like it has its own little story. So I know it's it's weird, and obviously when you say, oh, if something goes up in in price, yeah, it becomes more valuable, obvious, right? Duh. But you really feel this uh, with these NFTs. So NFTs are a lot more than than JPEGs, uh, than you know, than images. They will allow you to do so many more, so many more things. Like all the tickets from uh, from the from I don't know, like concerts and things like that. There will be NFTs. The the images the images um, that we are buying these days are just the initial use case, right? Like they will be used for everything. They will be used to verify ownership of real estate. They will be used to verify uh, that you actually bought a ticket for a concert. Um, they will be used even for you know instead of uh, like agreements, like physical papers that we sign. Uh, we're gonna be using NFTs for all of that stuff. So there's going to be so many use cases, but the the thing that I can tell you here is if you really want to learn about NFTs, then you need to buy your first NFT and don't buy it expecting that you will make a ton of money because chances are you're going to lose money on your first NFTs. Like chances are I was lucky to not lose money on my first NFTs and I made good money actually, but I think that's not typical, right? Like I think that's not something that people should expect. I also got in earlier last year, so I think I was also lucky because of that. So, but most, I believe that your first purchases, you should assume that you're going to lose money and that you are going to buy it to learn, right? That's it. And if they go up in value, awesome. That's a bonus. That's extra. But um, man, when you buy one, you really understand, you really understand. And when you buy a second one, oh my God, you understand more. And third one or fourth one, and you look at your collection and then they start going up in value and you're like, oh my God, like this can be literally like, these are assets. These are literally assets that I can sell. And they are more liquid than real estate. They're more liquid than real art, right? Like if the collection is good, and it's not a crappy collection. They are, they're not that illiquid. Yeah, you need to find a buyer, but you can find it pretty quickly. Everyone's buying NFTs because people are starting to understand the value. We live in a digital world and it just makes sense to be able to be the owner, verifiable owner of these digital assets. Now, finally, if you have a property, for example, uh, in Costa Rica, a small country, you have an apartment or you have a house, right? and you want to sell that house, it's very hard because the market is very, very small. It's very limited. Um, a guy in uh, Indonesia is not going to be interested in an apartment in Costa Rica because they live in the other side of the world. It, the, the amount of people that you can reach, it's, it's very, very limited in the physical world. But in the digital world, if you're selling a digital asset, like let's say you're selling a CryptoPunk, it doesn't matter where you live. You could be in Indonesia, you could be in the US, you could be in Costa Rica, you could be in Brazil. If you have an internet connection, you will feel desire to own that digital asset because they are borderless. There is no border for NFTs, for digital property. You can just transfer the property 
in one second to the other side of the world and it will still be extremely, extremely valuable. So the fact that you have a way bigger market for this desirable asset is huge because it makes it more liquid and, and uh, there is a more, let's say, a value exchange being uh, happening, right? When there are no borders, the value exchange is smoother. You have a bigger market, you have more people, you have more money coming in, you have things gaining more value. It's just a, a very connected world, right? So that's the digital world. And I think that digital ownership is going to happen with or without us. So I think that if you're considering getting into NFTs, I think you should consider it because it's going to happen. It's going to happen and you will see it unfold right in front of your eyes. It's going to happen with or without you. The market doesn't give a shit if you get involved. It literally doesn't. It's just going to happen because it makes sense, right? It makes sense. So that's basically it. Hope you found this one valuable. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Talk to you soon.